0: Hello. Hey. Uh. Oh. boy.
1: (laughs) Welcome to 4 for Gore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jill. And I'm Colleen. And we spoil all things horrifically. Yes. (laughs) We do. We do.
0: That's true. Thanks. All horror. You didn't say (laughs) good job. (laughs) Good
1: job. I'm just accepting. Did I say thanks? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) What happened? I said thanks. Oh. (laughs) As if you were like, great job, but you didn't give me a compliment. And I was just like... (laughs) thanks (laughs) thanks <laughs> i know right <laughs> welcome to what season two episode eight yeah yeah we're getting up there i know we're getting old i know yeah Aww. feel it in real life too yeah like <laughs> definitely in my body
0: i thought about that my mm-hmm. birthday's coming up so yours is coming up before mine holy yeah. shit mm-hmm. yeah yeah Getting you'll always there. be older.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit. I love how everyone always makes fun of you and says that you're like the grandma. Me and
0: Brian. We're the <laughs> oldest ones out of the group. We always were the elders. The elders. Y'all, y'all,
1: I come, yes. y'all came to us for alcohol back in the day. Come and talk to you like Grandmother Willow and Pocahontas. Isn't that that?
0: I don't know if it's –
1: is it Grandmother Willow? I think so.
0: So life updates. Uh, Valentine's Day happened. Ours was the greatest because we did nothing sounds awesome. And it was amazing. We, yeah. as you say, as Jill says, we walrussed. Mm. We walrussed a lot. So we ordered food and we ordered Cheesecake Factory on Friday and ate most of it. And then Saturday, I think, Friday we just like watched a lot of, did we watch movies? We No, Saturday we watched movies. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> no, Friday I think we just watched The Sinner. I highly, oh. re- highly recommend. Okay. Uh, Netflix, highly recommend. I've I know I'm that. super behind on it, but highly recommend that. And I think we just binged that. And then Saturday uh, we watched, which I'll, I'll just get into right now because it's part of the life updates. I finally watched the Mr. Rogers movie.
1: Oh, no. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Wasn't it so good? I
0: bawled my eyes out. Me too. I cried so hard. I cried whenever he went to the... Um, because it's very personal to me. I cried when he went to the orchestra.
1: And they're Aww. like, we're gonna, they're like,
0: we're gonna play um You are my friend, you are special. And I looked at Dave and I was like, No, they're not I gonna play that. That's yeah. <clears throat> Bald my eyes out. Loved it. A plus all the way. Loved what they did with it. Yeah. And the um the Asian restaurant that they go into, I have eaten there multiple times. What? It's downtown. It is right off of um. For those that haven't seen the Mister Rogers movie or don't know anything about Mister Rogers, first of all, <laughs> get it together. Oh, Second all right. of all, first of all, in your face, in your face. <laughs> uh, uh, it's from Pittsburgh. The whole thing's not the whole thing, but it's Pittsburgh, New York, is what the movie's filmed in. But uh, the 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 scene that I'm talking about, anyways, it's a, a like a Asian restaurant that's downtown Pittsburgh, and it's really really good. And I can't think of like which street it's on, um, but anyways, <clears throat> pardon me. Nice. So that's there. So that was awesome. I loved that. Um, uh, I've also recently watched and binged the uh, Elisa Lamb documentary. Oh, I watched that. That is terrifying. Yeah. Let's just talk about that for okay. a second. Because it was, I, I mean, I've seen the videos, I know the story. Yeah. I know, but I didn't know all the backstory about that
1: hotel. I remember seeing that video for the first time on Snopes.com. Oh, my God. Do you gosh. remember that website? I do, but I never went on to it, but I know uh, what it is. It still exists. I don't like the format as much now, though.
0: That sounds terrifying. Liked it
1: back in the day a little bit more. But yeah. It, yeah. So I had seen that video and was like, ah, like, so freaked out by it always. Yeah. And then watched that documentary. And, yeah, I had no idea about that hotel. Mm, that was terrifying. Crazy. Dave's like, do you want to go stay? I'm like, no. Let's
0: say we – did and let's not do that if it wasn't full of crazy
1: like drug yeah, addicts crazies and scary people here's the one thing i'll say though about that whole docuseries yeah. i was so pumped yeah and i liked it and then i didn't like it whenever all of the web sleuths yeah were so balls deep in every theory that arose and then at the end they were like it does make total sense of what happened when they when they figured it out and i'm like cuz you jump on every single yes. thing that happened what about that guy whose life they ruined So Um, I guess overall I shouldn't complain about the docu-series, more so those people that were like the ones that were so easily influenced trying to figure it out online. And I was like, you guys will fall for everything. yeah." And then you ruined that guy's life, the death metal dude. Oh, wait. Yeah. How did they ruin his life, though? Because they said he killed her. Because one person found him, like his profile and all his music, and was like, this guy stayed at the Cecil before we think he killed her. (laughs) That's right. It was literally out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. My last thing, my last thing is just a shout out to Bobby. It's not really a life update, but I just don't want to forget to shout out to Bobby. Bob-bert. Because <laughs> Bobby has returned. Because um, he took a little bit of, not a hiatus from the podcast. He just took a hiatus from his usual, like, reaching out to us and giving us all of his his tips and tricks on what
1: he's been watching and stuff. Tips and tricks on where that came it's from. Been rocking and rolling. <laughs> Where's that from? Hmm. That's from something rockin and rolling and whatnot. That's what they say. Yeah, shit. Oh no, that's gonna bother me. Me too.
0: Oh, um, yeah. It uh, is. Greece, rocking and rolling. Oh, it's Greece. It? Yeah, it's it's. Um, I think it's yeah. It's it's is it's John Danny, Travolta. Does Danny Zuko say it? Yeah, because he's like you know, rocking and rolling. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I can't believe I got that. But anyways, um, so Bobbert's doing well. He suggested three movies for us that awesome. we're going to put on the list. Uh, two that he, I think he said, if I remember correctly, two that he's never seen before and one that he has, but it hadn't been a long time maybe. Mm. I have to go back. I did, I didn't read the descriptions of like, because he always gives a little quick yeah. breakdown of his thoughts. I didn't read them yet, but I saw the <laughs> titles. No, I saw the titles. Um, and so those will be added to the list. And so Yay. if we call those out, as always, that'll be a shout out. Yay. So we love you, Bobbert. Thanks, dude. Thank you for checking us out, as always, and being the OG, as always. (laughs) Love it. That's it. That's all I got. I rambled for way too fucking long.
1: Well, I helped. Yeah. 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 we We went for it. We did it. You know. So what about you? What's going on? Uh jill's book nook yeah as always finished jim henson oh no officially what happened and as oh (laughs) you don't want to know just as previously stated though would recommend to anyone okay started kujo yeah it's awesome and that's the one you said that
0: you've never seen right or read, right so this is like super brand new for you yep awesome it is
1: awesome yeah i was like how is he gonna get me to care let's go mr king yeah you know i was like I don't think I'm going to care about That's this that That's a very, much. very strong statement to start with, by the way.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm kind of a dick.
1: <laughs> I mean, he
0: is like, he's been like a very, very common theme in this podcast so far. So I love
1: him. Yeah. But for all I know, I know of the story, it could suck. they're in just a car thinks. and there's a rabid dog outside of it. So oh. I was like, how am I gonna, do we just jump to that? Yeah. It's Good. really 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 good well i've never read or watched
0: either so probably because when i was younger i thought that well more than likely something will happen to the dog i'm just
1: gonna take a wild guess hmm. and so i probably as a child was like no i'm not gonna watch it but, yeah like, you know well yeah i look forward to the day yeah. i'm about halfway done with it already it's oh super awesome good. yeah that's good i'll keep you posted because then i'm gonna watch it yeah so i'm excited yeah awesome um what else oh 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 Two new new things. Yeah. My glasses. Yeah. Yes. Which I called out by mistake. Sorry. And six pounds. (laughs) Six pounds? Like
0: you lost six pounds? No. I'm
1: confused. New. New. We've been like eating every carb in sight. Yeah. I hate it. But everything's been so good. Like, burgers the size of my head. Yeah. And just, like, I had a breakfast the other day. There were four different carbs in it. Like, all in, like, tons of them.
2: Mm, Super good. I
1: love carbs. I'm jealous. Uh, I'm jealous of you. So, needless to say, I've been on a... Keto friendly uh, eggplant, sweet and sour eggplant. I saw diet that for like. Four I'm not days. a fan of eggplant, however, that did look very good. I almost asked if you wanted some. Yeah. I was going to bring some. Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's a texture thing. I bring it's it. in like a- th- ew. What if I brought it in like a thermos for <laughs> <Pour laughs> you? for you a big teacup of so it. So gross.
0: Yeah. So gross. It's the only thing that would travel nicely <laughs> in. I <so. laughs> said it was the texture thing.
1: So uh, so yeah, the glasses.
0: Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I do. I
1: like them. You called it out. They're purpley. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say they're like, purpley, like, like my, my hair, hair. You, like my hair. You didn't notice. I saw it earlier. Whenever you were whipping your hair around back and forth, my I was, hair, I was forth. slipping it back and you forth, were. wasn't I? Yeah. And then, the, but there's one other new thing about you. You have a piece of glass in your foot. <laughs> You're gangrenous. <laughs> Happened in front of me. I said I was going to bring it up. Couldn't I can't help know. it. Walking on broken glass. Listen to how upbeat and singy she is despite her injured foot. It hurts. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to lie.
1: So Jill and I are getting ready to record,
0: and all I did was walk on my floor. That, by the way, this is the office. This is my office that we're currently in right now that I work in 80, I almost said 80 hours a week. <laughs> It's like what are you a lawyer <laughs> sometimes it feels like 80 and right now I'm irritated with work that's a whole other story for another day that I won't talk about on this podcast but uh 40 hours a week in this room and I um yeah I never uh have ever hurt myself in here <laughs> and today I'm walking and I'm like ow and so then I sat here for like what 20 minutes trying to get a piece of glass out of my foot and I think I pushed it in farther so <laughs> <laughs> and it's tiny and it hurts. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, I it's had, probably going to fall off, so.
1: I had paced back and forth in that area of your floor for, like, the whole 20 minutes, like, that I had been there already. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kept walking around and didn't step on. You left the room to get us some little drinkies and yeah. I just sprinkled some shards. <laughs> That's what
0: it seems like. <laughs> I it just, like, I don't understand. Like, nothing's ever broken in here. Um. I don't know what happened. broken glass. We tied
1: it together at the end. (laughs) This is why
0: we are also, that last bit of my laugh went right straight into the mic. I'm sorry. So if you're wearing headphones, you can hate me right now. Um,
1: Yeah, we AirPods. Yeah, your (laughs) AirPods. You're beat by We're Dre. sitting here with like gamers, thingies yeah, on our heads, and I—it's so funny. Oh, I love mine's it. blue. Mine's orange. Uh. So <laughs> those, nah, they're orange on the inside. They're not. Oh no! Nope. Hold on. Wait a sec. <laughs> oh, the cord—the <laughs> cord is orange. <laughs> the only part of it in your eye line is orange. Not what's on.
0: <laughs> As my notes go everywhere, I don't know. An
1: hmm? update. Yeah. Um, Herb lives with me now, like you saw online from Reanimator. I got his little figurine. Oh, nice. You didn't see him? No. Oh. No. I posted it on our Instagram. Oh, I saw well no, I saw that. Oh, but yeah. I didn't know that, like he's mine. He's like a little guy. He's so cute. He's on my desk. I look so at him all terrible. day. I give him eyes. Give him a little side it's eye. Oh, I love it. I just have to tell you there's another little another new little man in my life. That's so cute. You have <laughs> a lot of little men. My favorite though is your Freddie Penn. He's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, he's my favorite. He's going to be mine someday. So
1: oh, okay. Someday.
0: We'll see. <laughs> so, <laughs> what we're really here for today. Oh, yeah. Let's as talk I forgot, about, This is a special one. This is a big one. It is. It is a special one. It's a big one, and we haven't done this since episodes ago. I don't even know which one that last one was. It's been a while. Episode five or something um, of season one. So, we are here today to talk about season two, episode eight of Gerald's Game. Versus... Charles Game. Game.
1: <laughs> book versus movie. Yes. Face Off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oops. Not to be confused with Face Off. Face Off. Which is like one of the funniest Face-off. movies I've seen. I love that movie. In the last year. It was the first time I oh saw it. Oh my gosh. What?
0: Oh, that's right. You're new to that movie. Jill, watched the movie and yeah. I almost said watch the book.
1: I read read, listened to the book. I, If you listened to the last episode – we moved forward with the plan of my reading aloud to her at night as she fell asleep yes. at her house. We yes. didn't stay over. No, we didn't have sleepovers. No, no. Hmm. So, <laughs> 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 like, it's, like it's a problem. <laughs> We're not 12, shouldn't braid my hair. My purple hair, um, okay, so <laughs> stuff about the movie, then mm-hmm. you know, like the things that you usually talk about. Yes, it's my turn to mess up people's names. <laughs> so, <laughs> the movie came out, it was released in 2017, mm-hmm. it's an hour and 43 minutes long, okay. Uh, which no complaints there, Mm-mm. and uh, yeah. Directed by, <laughs> this is why you do this stuff. Yeah. Directed by. Yeah, that's me. Mike Flanagan. Okay. And it was starring Carla Gugino as Jesse, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about her in a little bit. Bruce Greenwood is Gerald. I'll say it right. as Gerald. <laughs> and then Kiara Aurelia as young Jesse. And then there's another character who I think you're gonna know, but I'm not gonna bring him up yet. Like, are you trying to play the game with me? Uh, I would say yes, but knowing me, I'll steamroll my notes and be like, and this guy's from this. Okay. And you'll be like, oh, we could have uh, played, played the game. We could have played
0: the game. Because I think I know who you're talking about and I, I already know. You don't. I think that I do.
1: You probably do.
0: If I remember the movie correctly, I think I do. Balls. And I I watched that movie while I, fo- while I folded laundry, so some of it's a little blurry.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was busy. Fluffing and folding. <laughs> so that's – and that's it. I didn't, and I'm going to say it right now uh-huh. for both of us. Okay, we're not talking about other people's reviews of this movie or the book because ours is the only ones that matter. They're, exactly. Mic drop. Exactly. And you hear me drop it, and it hurts everyone's ear holes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're not doing that because it just yeah, we're not doing it.
1: Do we want to be honest and just say we forgot? Yeah, we did.
0: <laughs> yeah, just I'm going to throw myself under the bus real hard here in a second, and I'm going to throw Jill under as well with me. So. One of the big things that I totally just did not even, well, first of all, let's start from the top. Okay, we're going to start at the top, work our way down. The it's worst like a thing waterfall. Yeah, the worst thing that I've done is I didn't finish listening to the book for the second time. So my oh, notes I didn't are Oh, no- you going to tell everyone that? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep no. Nope. We're going to be we're, it's all about honesty on this Cleansing. podcast. It's all about honesty. So I did not finish it. The good thing is I have I do know the story and I do <laughs> know certain parts. The problem is, is that like I'm not going to be as detailed as Joel was in the first time that we did this through with all your Awesome notes. I do have some awesome notes, and I do have some awesome things that happen in the book specifically, <laughs> but not all the way to the end. I only got through six chapters. Anyways, so there's that. I also, here's the second worst <laughs> thing. I also didn't even do my reason for rating. So <laughs> this is not a this is not a joke, folks. This is for real. I Joel just said, Oh yeah, my reason for rating, and I'm like, fuck, this is I not a test. I did not even do that. But that's okay. You know me? I'll I already know. Anyways. <laughs> moving on oh just to make a call out because normally this is something that i would have in mind but i'm just going to call it out for jill that was imdb that you used oh, <laughs> one of the sources
1: see, i'm all thumbs <laughs> and and i'm assuming netflix is the other one that makes sense then yeah oh uh yes yeah. and yep because I, I should cite where i watched said film i mean yeah
0: I, I, we don't typically do that but that one's an easy one because i just know that it's there mm-hmm. so my sources were <laughs> gerald's game on audible read by lindsey krauss Oh. okay. Okay. Stephenking. dot com, Wikipedia, and enotes. dot com because I got a little lazy. <laughs> oh, is that like the Cliff's Notes of yes, the interweb? I literally That's typed funny. Cliff Notes for Gerald's game because oh. at one point I was like, I don't have time. I didn't have the book back. I ah, <laughs> no what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying you did offer to drop it off, and I, I did. said, don't worry about it, and yeah. I regret that decision. <laughs> Because I could have used it. And I was like, I'll be fine. I'll listen to it in time. And then I brought it tonight. (laughs) Thank Thank you you so much. much. It's getting dusty at my place, though. (laughs) Anyway. But it doesn't worry. Don't worry. We're still bringing you the content that you came here to listen to. And if you –
1: (laughs) Disclaimer, it's still going to be awesome. It's going to be great, so. Maybe I shouldn't say awesome. It's going to be middle (laughs) of the road. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I think it's already fantastic. Aim low and totally nail it. Yes. Exceed those expectations. I love it. Okay. So the book
0: was released um, in May of 1992. Um, The available formats are hardcover, paperback, and audio. (laughs) This this was from StephenKing.com. The publisher is Viking Press, for those that care and want to know that it might be bookworms. And then the synopsis comes directly from the book itself, of course. So Gerald and Jesse Burlingame have gone to their summer home on a warm weekday in October for a romantic interlude. After being handcuffed to her bedposts, Jesse ties tires of her husband's games. But when Gerald refuses to stop, she lashes out at him with deadly consequences. Still handcuffed, she is trapped and alone. Painful memories of her childhood bedevil her. Her only company is a hungry stray dog and the sundry 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 I can't Anyways, <laughs> I can never read I can read but I can't read out loud sundry voices that populate her mind as night comes she is unsure whether it is her imagination or if she has another companion someone watching her from the corner of her dark bedroom I just got chills woo um and then I do have one fun fact. Okay. Is that, is it okay if it's not super fun? Yeah, then I have, I only have, yeah. You just have one as well, well or a couple? Yeah. 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 Okay. So fun fact. The book is dedicated to King's wife, Tabitha, and her, and her sisters. This book is dedicated, and I'm I'm guessing, I got this from Wikipedia, I think, but I'm thinking and assuming that this maybe came from the actual book, like one of the pages inside. Because of how it's written, but it says this book is dedicated with love and admiration to six good women: Margaret Spruce Morehouse, Catherine Spruce Graves, Stephanie Spruce Leonard, Anne Spruce Le- Lebray, Tabitha Spruce King, and Marcella Spruce. Originally, the book was intended to be a companion piece to King's novel *Dolores Claiborne*, with the connecting theme of two women in crisis, caused caught in the path of an eclipse. Though this aspect was greatly reduced by the time the books were published. Yay. Yeah. Very
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: So I thought that – I mean, I've no, I don't know that story. Like the um,
1: – Dolores Claymore? Yeah, I don't
0: know it. Oh,
1: no. Well, I'll tell you it while we talk about this one. Oh, okay. Ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> Just all of it. <laughs> I act it out. <laughs> I'm like a one-woman show. Sounds like there's an eclipse. So I have <laughs> – and it's not of the heart. Um, so, ah, rando about Gerald's game of surrounds. Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if. Um, I actually had this thought while I was watching it. Oh no. What if instead of like the stray dog we're gonna meet here soon in a little bit, yeah. what if it was just like a stray dragon and there were lots <laughs> of floppy wieners? Fluffy ween. Fluffy <laughs> exactly weenus. what I was thinking it's about. That's exactly what I was thinking about the whole time. The whole movie. No, the I'm kidding. Yep. Um, uh, so back to my big old list of pre plot talk trivia. So did you notice Hold On to your hats features virtually no soundtrack during the course of the film? Did not notice opening sequence mm-hmm. opening credits right yeah for the little title card action and all that good stuff just bird's eye view down the dress of gerald's super hot wife yeah i love her yeah she's sexy she's she get, sexy she's even better looking now than she was when she was younger yeah she's aging very very well because I thought she's like a Diane Lane. I've always been super jealous of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she got to star in *Son in Law* with Paulie Shore, and it was like good '90s Polly Shore when he was like, "I do love Paulie Shore, awesome," and yeah. I loved him so much. And I will say this: this is a little trivia about that movie. Well, not really. Nope, it's not. It's a, a plot hole, <laughs> okay. or nope, a plot point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're not with it today guys I can't it's a Thursday in February I haven't had carbs today and I need them to function
0: (laughs) you're like I gained six pounds I need them back
1: (laughs) I've already lost them all so she has she in that movie in -in son-in-law she gets a butterfly tattoo on her ankle Uh I thought that that was like a stick-on tattoo for the movie and in Gerald's game I saw it and I was like oh it was a real tattoo it's a real tattoo yeah well that's fun the more you know yeah That's a really important thing to know. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know
0: that. Now I know that it's a real tattoo and that she already had it to begin with the thing. Good times. Um, So I do just want to say one quick thing before we get too far in. And this is for the audience in general that is listening right now. Um, And there will be many of these warnings, quote unquote. But we do want to give a trigger warning just in case. We will be talking about molestation to a certain extent within this podcast today. So we will give you plenty of warning. If it's something that bothers you, I think that that's something important to call out just in case. Um, Not anytime soon, but uh, we will let you know. So just as a heads up that um, unfortunately that's something that will be discussed. To open up on our end, the setting of course is the weekend at the Summer Lake House in October, right? Um, And I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I jotted down about the opening
1: well before the title card though you see uh that gerald mm. is packing some hardware into his overnight bag so a little context clue action oh that's right yeah see i get i'm lucky i got the visuals down yeah see we so don't we don't get you don't in have the book.
0: you don't have to have that we don't get it in the book because we just immediately just are in it in the book yep like, and then
1: but really that's it you know what like, yeah. I like i said like cleave shot handcuffs shot. Yeah. Heading out the door for a little weekend getaway. Right. And then we meet, or almost meet, M-E-A-T, that stray dog in the oh, road. Oh, yeah, in the road. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's true. So, and that thing looks at Gerald with a look in its eye, like, I'm going to see you later. Yeah, like, in the movie, I'm yeah. like, oh, menacing. And it's a mangy-ass looking dog in the It
0: is a mangy, movie. and they describe it very, very similar. I won't get into it quite yet. Yeah. But they do describe the dog very, very... uh well in the book to be almost just like that dog. Yeah. Um. I want to just really quickly talk about, because we're getting introduced to the characters. I would like to call out, because I've seen the movie and obviously read the book, I, other than Jesse potentially, mm-hmm. I did not think that they nailed Gerald as far as how he looked in the movie compared to the book. Very different, huh? Very different. So yep. in, just to kind of give a quick... Yeah. Uh, uh, Whatever. So in the book, um, and I think I paraphrased some of it. Some of it I actually put word for word. But Gerald is a successful corporate lawyer, heavy pink skinned face below a narrow widow's peak of hair as black as a crow's wing. Killer corporate lawyer looks like a janitor on work release that escaped (laughs) the local mental institution. Lovely smile, warm and good humored, just an attorney with a heart on. Oh, that's how he describes them. Yeah. No, I, yeah. So, and Jesse, that, I fucking failed on that one. Jesse, I didn't really do a description from the book. Um, they talk more about her mental state than I think anything and her personality than they do her looks. Um, just one thing that I noted is that she does kind of get on herself, not to like hop into this already, but she does kind of get into her, her own mind later. And she tends to, um, what's the word? Is self-deprecate the right word? Uh, the right saying, like when you're just, she just puts herself down a
1: lot. Yeah, she, she
0: sees herself badly. Yeah. Um. So, I, I did mention like that she's kept the weight off and kept her figure, but there are times in the book that she later kind of describes like stubby fingers and mm. you know knobby knees and you know this that and the other but i mean the movie doesn't look anything like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> no they're both very attractive yeah they're both b- i mean he's not my type no he's not my type either but he's a good looking yeah. silver fox yeah he's got like a six pack they mm-hmm. go out to their little yuppie getaway place yeah holy moly yeah super nice and the book i in the book
0: i imagined the way that they described it i still imagined imagined it to be to look really nice and obviously be a really nice place because he is a big time lawyer and makes lots of money and whatever else. But um I just pictured different colors and I pictured a different setting than what the movie it that just goes to show you your imagination mm-hmm. obviously is way different.
1: Yeah. So but yes, a really, really nice big house. It was crazy awesome. She's like walking around lakeside. <laughs> We're gonna sit in those lawn chairs later. Yeah. Naked. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> with no handcuffs. And at this point, <laughs> I like the character of Jesse already. Like, it, right. you know, when they get to the place, they're settling mm-hmm. in. Ish. Least favorite movie of the scene? Or nope. Or, whoops. No. Nope. Oh, I didn't do that in here. <laughs> That's okay. Least, least favorite page <laughs> of the favorite? book. Yeah. At least you said yours right. <laughs> least favorite movie of the scene. Break it down now. Christ. Oh uh, man. <gasps> I told you I need carbs. Uh, I need to feed the engine. Um. <laughs> Least favorite scene of the movie. Yes. When she feeds the dog a huge steak. Well, a Kobe and it's, it's ribeye. Yeah, Kobe beef is extremely expensive. By yeah, and the that's way. what Gerald and, gives her the business. Yeah, and I'm I, not.
0: I was actually kind of pissed. I'm I'm like, listen... I'm on his side.
1: I'm on his side too, and I love animals. And it, it just annoyed me. I was me. with Mike. I was like, it just annoys me because that dog is not only a stray and you're wasting an awesome cut. Just saying. She yeah. lets it walk right up to her face. It's like the scariest looking dog ever. I'm like, yep. Yeah. She's like, no, this
0: is fine. I mean, but I can't say anything because that would be me. I so. know. I know. That would be me. Um, So I just want to go through a couple things so that we're kind of on the same literal page here. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> well, no, actually, I can't because mine just like leads into something completely different, obviously. And I don't want to go too far. So I think that you still have a couple points. Yes. Before Are they getting... We- are they getting well, the, sexified? Well, the 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 book essentially opens with, yeah, they talk about, like, going up to the lake house and everything mm-hmm. and, like, kind of what you said, you know, that this is their thing that they're going to do and, you know, whatever else to get away from the city. But then it kind of just, like, leads straight into, like,
1: bondage time. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, we're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. It's totally so, – um, we're just see checking out – checking them both out in their intimates. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of a – uh reveal of her you know little little her little little
0: get up that she if I remember correctly in the movie she kind of stops
1: and like looks in the mirror like do I want to do this oh yeah she's like all it's what I do every time I put my pajamas on at night my sweatpants my sweatpants and my sweatshirt I look like a robber I'm like do I look hot she's like zhuzhing and trying to lace like cute and sexy I'm just like do I look? Do I look? Do I look like a robber? Trying not to fart under the covers again. This what <laughs> real life is. It is what real life is. <laughs>
0: but well, yeah, I don't know. I just I, she doesn't care to have sex with handcuffs this time. So this is something that they've done a couple times. Not to like skip past that. But in the book, it almost immediately kind of not immediately, but it kind of goes straight into like, let's do this, and she's not interested, and. This is how we learn quickly that this has not been the first time that this has happened. But now she's losing interest Yeah, in the whole bondage, sexy time. She feels S- stupid. She keeps saying, like, I feel stupid. I look stupid, like, in her mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right? Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty clear, pretty quick Gerald's rev to go. And then oh, Mrs. Yeah. is like, no, nah, I don't know. And then also, too, which I would probably, I mean, I can't with it's just ridiculous not only cuffs aren't enough he has to be a role player too i know you know he's like your husband could come home at any moment and it's like dude what you are my husband i i mean i just don't really blame her because it turned dark so quick it does and the book doesn't go
0: dark as quick as the movie did. Obviously. Oh, I mean, yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. But like, it, you know, at one point also, she goes off into her mind and King talks about her not being here during these moments, which mm-hmm. I find to be so sad. It's kind of just like she's like giving up and just literally letting him, as I think that he says at one point, something about just let him blow his spunk or whatever. Yes. It was. It's so gross. Yeah, they say it a bunch of they times. They do it's say something s- like that. Yeah, it's something like, it's spunk, I think. But... um. And then you know there's there's mentions that Jesse can hear uh something else to mention that she, like while she's laying in bed in the book she uh it mentions that Jesse can hear a chainsaw way off in the distance, maybe five miles away. We learn that they are not that close that they are not that close to many people, and a dog barks in the distance as well, so she's like, okay well, we're definitely there's stuff out here, but it's not super close mm-hmm. um and uh you know the book touches on a couple other things that don't really have anything to do with that moment. It goes very deep obviously. The book is going to be different on that end. So, mhm. Um yeah, we she's not
1: feeling it. Well, in the movie, so when it's obvious that it's not going down, you know, as planned on Gerald's end, mm-hmm. um I was thinking to myself, because they start to talk about inevitably ending their marriage. Right. So I was like, I would really want to have my tots covered if we're having a divorce conversation. Like, how? That's kind of strange. It's already uncomfortable in here. Um, And they basically are starting to, you know, say, like, this isn't going to fix us. Right. um, And this, you know, those types of things. And then call me crazy if I'm jumping ahead, but okay, rapey husband, because. Unless he thought talking about the D word would get her going,
0: because yeah. he he, initi-
1: he tries to initiate again in the movie, and she's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, we're literally trying to like figure out. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk custody of this getaway weekend house. Let's talk about that right <laughs> let's, now. Let's do,
0: let's do that. <laughs> no, I, I so it, it's jumping ahead just a smidge, which we can expect from the movie because obviously the movie's not going to be eleven quicker. chapters. Yeah, but to go back just a smidge. Um, they don't talk about divorce. Uh, she potentially kind of, I think, at one point in the book, talks about it in her own mind. Like, she does a lot of, like, the book does a lot of, Jesse is in her own mind a lot in the yeah. book, as we will learn why very quickly. Um, but in general, she's just in her mind all the time for the most part. So just a couple things leading up to the rapey thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are references to Jesse seeing that Gerald is not is not healing, that she is not, er- but hold on, I, that was a typo. References to Jesse seeing that Gerald is not feeling that she is not interested in this, seeing that she's not interested in this. But anyways, at one point, uh, Stephen King says Gerald's version of Mr. Happy had w- hadn't wilted a bit. Oh, so this is the part. Uh-huh. So they do kind of talk about, my bad, they do kind of talk about different like sort of in a way about divorce mm-hmm. but then when she looks over she sees like
1: he's, he's still down. like ready
0: to go still like, down to party and ready to go <laughs> um and oh gerald what is it? what is this let me see here i'm just trying to make sure that i don't skip anything either um she also tries to explain that she was more interested in just spending a quiet a, a quiet like sassy weekend at the lake and then she gets mad about it and things start to go bad
1: if memory serves I believe there's more action on your side of things than there is on mine when it comes to old Gerald and his ticker. Yeah. Because there's a strange turn in the scene. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So on my end, he – it's pretty – well, as we've kind of said before, it's pretty fast. Right. He's like – uh, it kind of reminds me of an office space when Professor Keenbean – you know who I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> it's yes. not his name in office space, but it is Professor yeah. Keenbean. Yeah. Or at least I think it is <laughs> uh, from Richie Rich. Yeah. And so <laughs> – so- it's like that scene in Office Space where that dude hypnotizing the main guy has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. It happens so fast. It does happen. It's fast. always in the left arm and then there's a gripping of the chest and then a dying of the person. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then a dying
0: of the person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, I'm so selfish. If I saw Gerald having a heart attack on top of me, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa before you go, before you go. Can you just break one of these bed posts real quick? Yeah. Let me wiggle it like, out of could here. could you please just or take care of that before we roll fast? Muster up the strength and go get me the funkin key off the, you know, Yeah. Little so that I
0: can also, oh, I don't know, maybe call 911 to help you. Help me help you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Literally. But mostly help me though cuz you're a dick and I'm going to leave you. Yeah. So Yeah, and then we're going to be divorced. Either way. Um,
0: no, you're you're very you're very right. Uh it does happen fairly quickly. Um I did take down some notes as to what was kind of like I paraphrased also a little bit here. So the realization that she may be cuffed, that she may be cuffed, but her legs and feet are free. So this is like right when Gerald's kind of sort of doing the rapey stuff to her. Mm -hmm. So Gerald is now above her and he drools over her navel, which I was like, that's so disgusting. I don't know why. It's just so gross. (laughs) The whole thing's gross. Um, She draws back her legs and kicks him right in the stomach and balls. Mm -hmm. He falls backwards and screams. His red face turns purple in spots, then no sound. He cups his balls and stomach and then moves his hands to above his left nipple. And then in the book, so the one thing I will say about this, at least for, I, this is my first and only book I've ever listened to, mm-hmm. right? She, Lindsay does such a great job of when she's telling this story. You, you get goosebumps when she tells this story. Oh, that's awesome. Like it's so good. It really is and um she talks about the title well she doesn't but she reads about the title breath Mm -hmm. um and that that's the last breath that's taken and that in the in the uh in the book jesse remembers from i can't remember she remembers from like some some health class or some class that she took in college or something about learning about the title breath and what it sounds like Mm. and she knew like holy fuck yeah, like he's do- he's he's dead. Like Done, I, what am I supposed to do? Like yeah. I know that's the title breath. And so she kind of mentions it and like what it sounds like. And then Gerald falls backwards off the bed and cracks his head off the floor. Oh, it's and the they, worst
1: noise. They talk
0: about they talk about in the book that it sounds like a, a giant cracked egg, is what it sounds oh. like. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad.
1: It's really bad. Yes. And Gerald's that, dead. So. That part's so gross. Yeah. Yeah, And you know, like, in the movie, too, she cringes. Oh, yeah. It's like just, uh, it's yeah. like when a baby, you're babysitting, falls and cracks its dome. You're like, and you're uh, like oh, no. When anybody cracks their dome, permanent, I'm like, eek. Permanent damage right there on, yeah. on my watch. Yep, yep. So, it's terrible. But I've never had that happen before, I swear. Thank God, me neither. <laughs> I have. Have you? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he's okay, though. I saw him. <laughs> I saw him like eight years after I used to babysit him, and I was like, "You turned out just fine." Yeah, rough. and this
0: is this is where she realizes that she's truly stuck here now. Yep. And then in the book, they they go into a lot of detail about that she can still hear the dog in the distance and it's getting closer. Yes. Um. I just got goosebumps again. Um. And then something to just kind of go into because I know that we're gonna start getting back on the same page, but something that the I don't recall the movie doing this. So if it does, just correct me. We don't meet the voices. No. In the movie.
1: No. Uh, Not a couple people hang out. Yeah. But it's not the people that you're introduced to in the book.
0: Right. So like in the book, something that's really cool that I really, I thought was awesome was that we meet all these different characters in Jessie's mind. So these are voices in her mind that she makes up or people that she's actually known. Um, And I consider it kind of like just her sanity some some way, different parts of her, different parts of her personality. So mm-hmm. we meet um, like a child like her that we'll get into. We meet uh, uh, um, a wife kind of her that we mm-hmm. get to meet. We meet uh, her, one of her best friends which I'm about to introduce. And they're all just different personalities and different characters that uh, kind of keep her sanity together in a way in a weird way but they're also very very opposite of each other yeah so they can also hurt her at the same time but one of them that we meet immediately is uh ruth neary who's rough around the edges but her heart is in the right place Mm -hmm. um she's an over exaggerator and she's the first woman jesse ever knew that didn't shave her legs or armpits and i just (laughs) thought that was a really funny trick. yeah she meets her in college and that's how this ruth character comes into play and she has a lot to say uh in the in the in the book uh, in Jesse's mind, so she plays a really big role. Yeah, in that. So totally. Yeah.
1: So we meet a lot of uh, voices coming up. Absolutely. Yep. Well, uh, so by the, around the time that she, you're getting introduced to that character, I believe, mm-hmm. is maybe also when Jesse hears something outside their window. Um. At that point, I'm just having a hard time taking notes. She, already? Yeah, it's I know. Just it's so good. It is good. I'm she, like, oh. It Stephen is. Stephen uh, So the only thing that I have kind of
0: written here is that like the way Jessie is sitting, I mentioned that the way that she's sitting on the bed, she's laying on the bed and it's starting to cause pain and strain on her body. As you can only imagine, you have two hands, it, two hands, of course you have two hands. Anyways, you might, I don't know, <laughs> it's going on. I always have to go dark. So you have your two hands, um, you know your wrists, and if you think about it, they're spread out as far as they can possibly go, probably. I keep trying to, like, every time I read this, or listen to it, whatever, or even when I was watching the movie, I try to, like, put myself in that position and figure Uh. out, like, how awful, because you can't... You can push your legs up, but then, like, your arms still, like...
1: It's weird how... the pain, the circulation, and l- the circulation stuff. Yeah, <gasps> it, it's just terrible. It's horrible. It's awful. It's basically like the almost a crucifixion pose, which yeah. kills you.
0: Yeah, Liter- <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um. So just the strain on her body is starting to really get to her already, and then Ruth, Ruth's voice does it kind of helps keep Jesse awake and thinking on her feet. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that Ruth's voice does, you know, stay awake, Jesse, what are you doing? You need to get out of this. Let's figure this out. That kind Mm -hmm. of, that kind of a voice and like very, very, um, almost like a coach in a weird way, is what Ruth's, Ruth's character kind of was. um, and then it's. I thought it was kind of funny that like Stephen King in the book was like, why did Gerald have to buy real handcuffs? Why couldn't he get the fluffy ones with like the pink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the pink freaking shit on him. Why did he have to get the real ones? And then it does mention that the dog is back and still not sure if the dog is a stray or not is what we still don't quite know yet. Yeah. Did you see the dog yet? We have not seen the dog uh, yet. Okay. We still have more voices. I'll okay. go into those real quick mm-hmm. um, because the dog's coming up, I believe. But... Um, Jessie has many voices in her head as we already started saying so she has Ruth, she has herself and then she has the good wife.
1: Yeah, or Goody
0: Burlingame. game. But in the book, Jessie starts to try breaking down getting help. Like, okay, what are my chances? Like, what do I know or what do I think I know to be able to get myself out of this? So she starts thinking, okay, there's a potential hunter guy with a chainsaw that I heard earlier that could be four or five miles away. Mm-hmm. He's not going to hear me. He's probably with his family like or he's out doing something. He's he's not going to hear me screaming. I can hear his chainsaw but I can tell that it's far away. Then the dog is likely a stray mm-hmm. and even if it wasn't a stray what are the chances of the dog being like hey, you're here. Let me Lassie. go. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, like will you please go tell Timmy that I'm stuck at Jessie this? did not fall down a well. She did not. She She's- is handcuffed to a bed in a negligee. <laughs> she needs help now. She can't feel her fingers. Um, (laughs) um,
0: Gerald is dead and no one is expecting them home after anytime soon or should suspect any concern for a while because they just went away for for a weekend. Yeah. So no one's going to think twice if they don't come back. Totally. Or don't call or whatever. Um, And then she starts to realize again that she's completely all alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Another voice that kind of pops into her head that I don't find super... I don't want to say helpful. It's kind of a voice, but it's also more just them talking about her is Nora, her therapist. Oh yeah. And I don't really find Nora to be very helpful. Um, <laughs> she's not a good therapist, at least in the book. So the voices just to give another quick breakdown um, of these. So Ruth's voice is the one that helps Jesse stay on track, stay tough, think clearly, think logical, not give a shit. Hmm. Um. Goody Burlingame makes Jesse judge herself, be, um, be a certain way for others, put on a front, be more poised and ladylike and bow down to others. And then I said that her own voice is a mix. It kind of lets her speak up, stay strong, but allows her to get into her own head too. So like she Mm -hmm. kind of is both. Yeah. And then the final one that I didn't get to touch on later, um, but comes into the book later as we know, I didn't finish it, um, <laughs> is uh, the, the childlike voice. Mm-hmm. So she has a childlike voice that's scared of things. And that's where the fear starts to set. in. that's kind of like the scared side of her that, you know, when she hears that voice, it allows that panic. It allows that fear. It allows all those bad feelings to kind of surface instead yeah. of pushing them aside and focusing on what matters. So there's like a childlike voice that kind of comes out. I can't, I think that it's just called pumpkin. Because that's oh, her Oh yeah. Which I hate by the way, because my dad used to call me pumpkin, but I promise you he was a good man. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll get to that later. Not to spoil that or anything. But um I think it's called pumpkin though. I yeah. do. I think it's called pumpkin. So, anyways, um I don't ooh, okay, I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> These are just really good points. Do it. So this came from theenotes.com. Mm-hmm. This was specific about kind of themes and characters in general. And I just loved what it had to say. Um, so I included it. So this is directly from there. So drawing from contemporary models of women silencing and powerlessness, um, he, as in Stephen King, uses a female monologue of steadily recovering mem- recovered memory through Ruth, Goody Burlingame, Pumpkin, and other unknown voices. He highlights both the silencing and voicing of Jesse. These voices map her interior landscape through images of dark woods, poisoned wells, uh, poisoned wells, excuse me, and eclipses. These voices that tell Jessie of her double voicedness, her fear of her unexplored shadow, and the dark day in which she has lived since the literal eclipse during which her father molested her are really guides to ultimate freedom. So it's literally
1: just an internal fucking monologue of just yeah, shit, right? Unfortunately, totally Pandora's box in it. Woo! Okay. Busting it all out. Yeah. Yeah. All I got is a dog trying to eat <laughs> Gerald's arm. <laughs> the dog wanders in. Yes. So that's what I was bringing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I automatically wanted to hurl just because he's clearly like a connoisseur of eating deceased things. Because in yeah. the movie you saw him in the road and he was eating a dead possum. Yeah. opossum possum if o-possum. you will. possum. hmm uh, And I would be so damn afraid of that dog if it walked into that bedroom that it would just attack me immediately. Like the Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. Like that. You'd be like, no. It senses my fear. (laughs) Um, And then (laughs) I could barely watch, barely watch when he took his first like little Gerald snackage. And then I laughed super hard because he just barely gets out of her eye. Like he doesn't even actually, to be honest. He sits right at the doorway in the movie and eats – His Gerald's arm skin, and she's like, "Uh, yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, he didn't even want to dine alone. He does it right in front of her. Like, insult injury. Yep. I'm just gonna go ahead and eat your hobby here. So, and then from from, and then Gerald stands up. You meet some. Yes, there is some stuff that goes on in the movie that does not happen in the book. Right. Right. Gerald wakes up. Not really, but you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, He stands up and he starts to talk to her. So instead of a voice in her head mm-hmm. like the ones you were describing, yeah. she sees herself, Jesse, grown-up form, and yeah. Gerald, and that's who she has her conversations with right. as like uh, figments of her imagination. Right. Similar to the voices she hears from your story.
0: Right, which – when I saw the movie, I was I, I I got the chills when he first got up because I'm like, ah, yeah, and his arm on. is all yeah, rippy too. it's all messed they,
1: up. It, yep, it's all messed up. And you know, she's like, at that point, and I was laughing so hard because that's when Gerald is like again giving her the business about feeding the dog. Uh, the, yeah. that steak to that dog yep. he's like see it knew to come here for dinner well right. i'm like well you guys left the fucking door ajar so yeah, i don't want to I mean, hear it yeah gerald you deserve to have your arm skin ripped off right <laughs> now okay <laughs> you've done her wrong in more than one way more than one way he talks to her about how truly funked she is in this situation so instead of her figuring it out in her head like in your story right he's telling her there are no neighbors around yeah. the maid was here and gone Getting everything right. ready for us to be movie. here. Yeah, there's the the grass was mowed by the groundskeeper before we were here. They're not going to be coming by with a weed whacker anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a little sneak peek of some Jesse buzzies out, you know, through the window. Buzzies! So, so Gerald talks about all that to her, and that's then. True. Makes a Cujo reference. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's like I can't remember what he said exactly, but something about old Cujo over there snacking on my arm. Oh, that's because he's too like funny. being real condescending yeah. with Jesse and being like, hm, "What are you gonna do now, bro?" Yeah. Um. So and then the other Jesse pops up. So Gerald yeah. starts talking to her and like psyching her out and being all crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting her all hyped up. Um, and then. Jesse hallucinates and talks to (laughs) Jesse. Jesse to Jesse. Who gets out of the cuffs. She's like... So, like, what happens is Jesse starts... Like I said, she's hallucinating. She is, well, daydreaming, whatever it is. She's in shock, obviously. So she sees herself like break the bed post mm-hmm. or something no yeah. she squeezes out she squeezes oh, out oh yeah, yeah that's right And she stands up she breaks the other bed post she's attached to and then starts walking out the door and is like it's as easy as that and that's when it like snaps back to reality yeah. and she's yeah. seeing. but it's weird it's like a cool like way to introduce the other jesse yeah you know what i mean it's like yeah. oh it's that easy oh you're a mirage yeah you're not real D- i'm thinking that. this in my mind so. Well, I mean, it's kind of on that same line with the
0: Jesse versus Jesse. It's not really that there's two in the book, per se, obviously. But uh, something else that I thought was, you know, because we're going further into the day, right? So something else yep. that's really creepy in the book is that... Um, Jesse at one point realizes that there must have been a power outage at one point because it caused the clock to flash 12 a.m and the sun coming into the room told Jesse it's 4 pm and it's gonna be dark soon because of where the light hits on her leg or something in the in the mm. book I think it talks about. so she's like shit there's not gonna be any light in here soon yeah. like great first world problems I'm attached to this bed but like I'm not gonna be able to see shit. it's gonna get creepy like yeah. nights coming like this isn't getting easier. Um, so just kind of along that same line of like, oh, it's not that easy, right? Yeah, right. So, she needed to go to the bathroom at one point and of course was thirsty and then to her it was funny to die of thirst from the ninth, from the ninth biggest lake in Maine, but that's not right <laughs> is what she's is what he <laughs> says in the book. I love um, that. And so, uh, so that part was kind of funny and then it kind of brings back because they're at the lake, she starts thinking about Score Lake, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. Bad memories. Um, but then, this might be something that's coming up in yours, I would think, soon. Mm-hmm. Thank G that Gerald has a habit of keeping water by the bed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. So, um... I, I hope I didn't skip too much no, posters at all. We're right there, dude. So awesome. uh, There's a little bit more uh, married couple reminiscing. So, like, oh, yeah, Gerald, Gerald uh, you know, hallucination is standing there. Yeah. Um... You know, talking to her a little bit, and the reason they were talking is to point out Gerald's little blue pills. So the handcuffs weren't oh, the only hardware he was packing for right. that weekend. That's probably why he had a fucking heart attack. Ha-
0: yeah. Have we have we not all seen um,
1: uh, something's got to give? <laughs> it certainly didn't help the cause no. of not having a heart attack. Um, so yeah, thankfully he was taking that, right. which jogs Jesse's already dehydrated memory yep. that there's a water glass on the shelf above her dome piece. Yep. And I guarantee you if I were in her shoes, I would have biffed that thing off that shelf so fucking fast <laughs> <laughs> or I wouldn't have – well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. She realizes it's up there. She needs to figure out how to get it down.
0: Yes. And I don't – um in the book, her right hand cannot reach far enough to get the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, she tries to get the cuffs off her wrist. No luck. Just a lot of pain. Um, what are the other options? So she starts seeing that there are four pairs. There are four pairs together, at least in the book. I think in the movie, is it just two pairs?
1: Yeah, the, like, long ones. And yes. The, you know, just yes. two cuffs. Right. That's so it, in, the, yeah.
0: in the book, it sounds like that there's four pairs together. Mm-hmm um the ones attached to her and are not wait the ones attached to her are not able to come off of course but what about the ones that are attached to the bed so she starts to figure out like can i somehow whip them up up. can i lift something can i whatever right um so her trying to figure out how to get the cuffs off the posts and the board above the bed in between the posts and then this is where pardon me sorry this is where the dog didn't come in yet. This is where the dog comes in for me. So oh, just a, it's, for a, wh- yeah,
1: it's a for a while. It's for a while. It's for a while.
0: So uh, the dog gets even closer, and she can tell that it's in the driveway, and now it's on the back porch. So something else that, I, I, that, that the book does, we learn about Prince. So the dog's name oh, right. is Prince. Yeah. And we learn the sad story of Prince that it's some some hunter, some guy, whoever, whatever. His daughter wants a dog. He ends up getting this dog. Mm-hmm. And then long story short, and these people have nothing to do with the main characters. They're just in the story. But they end up getting the dog, and he ends up just leaving the dog on the side of the road like a total asshole and just driving away from it. Oh, and that's how God. Prince becomes
1: a stray, yeah. which is really shitty. But uh, It's like when people buy their kids baby alligators and then flush them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jill's over here just going to make me cry. The sewers of New York are just riddled with gators. I know. Um, <laughs> Snopes.com. That's my uh, source for that.
0: <laughs> but um, so something that uh, I thought was kind of clever um, that I, uh, being someone that's trying to go through dog training school, I haven't finished it obviously yet, um, but I appreciated uh, Stephen King calling her the bitch master. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Yes. Um, and then – the dog, it's almost like the, not that the dog has a voice in the book at all, but like it Stephen King kind of talks about the dog as if the dog's thinking and seeing things to itself. And I think it's kind of sad and cute that he calls hard things on, hard things for feet, meaning shoes. It's <laughs> so like when they kick you and stuff, it hurts, yeah, right?
1: hard things for feet.
0: Hard things for feet. Um, and then of course Jesse decides to take a quick nap and wakes up to hearing the dog's claws clicking on the floor
1: in the house. Oh my god. I would have a heart attack. <sighs> that would yeah, cut to earlier my having a heart yeah, attack. Right. Now in the book,
0: and I hope I didn't skip too far. In the book, it does kind of it goes over the it does go over, they mentioned like spider-like, the dog has like a spider-like um uh a spider-like shadow. So like when oh, she can see him from the other room, maybe the moonlight. It's like very spider-like how he's coming in. Yes. And then when he comes in, it does, it does I didn't unfortunately I didn't write it down like an idiot. But um it does kind of uh uh they talk about when he pulls off gerald's it's his face though i thought in the book oh a piece of his cheek oh
1: it could be and well he only goes for a little nibble of the the forearm yeah, at the beginning i think of the movie. it's his cheek in the book and it's Ugh.
0: it's it's pretty descriptive of course it's pretty gross <laughs> and like when he like yanks it back he like kind of like it like snaps nah,
1: it's yeah gross. it's gross yeah it's gross like Anyways. a laffy taffy yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i picture <laughs>
0: Uh and then I don't know for you how soon this comes, but we start to learn about the daddy scene shortly after the dog. Um, nope, nope. Now, this is also where I started to get uh, a little bit not lazy, but uh, I was starting to not take as many notes because I was starting to do what I usually do, which is take too many notes. Mm. So I might have cut some of it out.
1: Well, no, I was so uh, did you already talk? getting said wa- like the water glass no that comes much later in the oh world. okay much
0: much later or no 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 I apologize it does it comes she
1: does the makeshift she finds the card yeah, yeah so she makes the, yeah yeah so she you know and I've said it before and it bears repeating if you will I am not a problem solver and Jesse's mm. like I'm gonna just move this shelf she figures it out like ASAP moves the shelf glass slides over grabs it I laugh to myself when she gets the water because I was like, when she realizes that it won't reach her her face, yeah, I was like, I would have a panic moment and just chuck it at myself and try to catch as much as I could. Like, I know. I don't know what I would do. I'm doomed. I don't know what if I, would I, would do. I would ever find myself, God forbid, in a situation like that because I would just be like, splash. It'll. I'll enjoy it while it lasts. It'll soak
0: into my sin, skin. Just like Maybe licking just it, it off my enough. own
1: shoulders and shit. Trying to like, yeah. Not. I was going to say you could lick it off your hand. You can't. Nope. Can't do that. Why would it be on your hand anyway? <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at roughly. And then she did instead of a magazine card, like a subscription card. Yeah. I think is this the makeshift straw? Yeah. Her straw in the movie is the 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 nighty tag. She had pulled the tag off oh, of her sexy outfit. That's right. And put it up on the shelf. So she uses that. And I was like, "Who the fuck thinks of that?" Like, no, I, again. I wouldn't probably. Um, I'd like to give myself that credit. Yeah, me too. And I'm not going to lie to anyone. Yeah. No. Uh, so then at that point, the dog is having another nibble. So this dog is already yeah. like balls deep eating Gerald um, before you're – you know what I mean? Even like diving it, which – getting to that anyway yeah. in the movie for you. Well – or in the it book. Yep. <laughs> I know what you mean. I get all excitable. So like – what a dick though. That dog, especially after eating all that Kobe. Yeah. He's like, I'll just He's have a like, little I'll just have a little little dessert. I'll just go back. Um, and so at this point, we don't hear about the dad who we should be alarmed by. Twas the night all handcuffed and all through the house. <laughs> we meet the moonlight man. Oh and yeah. Mine. The moon so Moonlight Man comes shortly
0: after so, catch me up. Okay. So, trigger warning. I'm, it's not going to be long. This is, but this is your first. So, mine's the unwanted visitor, by the way. Yours is the moonlight man. Mm. Mine's the unwanted visitor. That's right. But right before the moonlight man slash unwanted visitor, we start to learn about the daddy scene. So, it's pretty quick. Um, so it's the day the sun went out at score. Lake. he, Stephen King repeats that a thousand times in the book. It's the day the sun went out. It's the day the sun went out. Um, the bad song, the bad song, the bad song, which I think is a Marvin Gaye song. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Pretty sure. Um, so Jesse imagines herself hitting her dad with a crochet mallet, but then sees Gerald in her dreams. So she starts to dream, but she's picturing herself during, and in, in the book, we were like, what the heck is she talking about? Like, what's this? Score Lake, what's this, you know, the day the sun went out, why is the sun going out, like what the fuck's happening? Mm-hmm. So we don't quite understand, but in her dream, she's imagining that she sees herself hitting, you know, like I said, with a crochet mallet, a crochet. I keep saying crochet. <laughs> I'm going with it. I'm like, yeah, what crochet I'm to f- death. <laughs> well, it's typed crochet, and I know it's a croquet mallet. Is Crochet i a doily crochet right to death. Man. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> um. But so something that they had mentioned, Um. and maybe – Let me just... um, Nope. Okay. They do kind of mention it. So on enotes.com, they said that King's early novels stage the recurring theme of sacrificial children, that is, children whose lives uh, or innocence are sacrificed to the evil ends and pathological needs of adults. Wrenching in premature rites of passage... Uh, Precipitated by a life-threatening relationship between parents and children occur frequently. In Jessie's case, her innocence and faith are violated by her beloved father's sexual abuse of her. Which, once again, we get into later. So, um, right before... So, she has this dream. The worst. All I saw was tongue. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I saw. And then gone. Me too. (laughs) I feel... Haunted. For those of you that don't understand, I see Jill looking past me. And then <laughs> I, I turn you had around, a ghost in your house. <laughs> and then I turn around and it's Dave just wiggling his tongue at us. The worst time, by the way. As oh, it I talk is. about as
1: I talk about sexual abuse. <laughs> Bad timing. Poor timing. He doesn't know Gerald's game. So it's okay. You should roll up your copy of it and hit him with it <laughs> just, when I leave. That's a really thick copy, too. <laughs> it's gonna or work. I could just do
0: this. It's going to smart. With this. Nah, it
1: needs a little bit more okay. bulk yeah. too um,
0: But anyway, so the, the <laughs> whole point is she's dreaming. She, you know, she does kind of take that quick nap that we had talked about earlier in the book. Takes that quick nap, and then she does kind of go into imagining this. But then... We get into what you're talking about. So the unwanted visitor.
1: Unwanted viz. Moonlight Man, which I like Moonlight Man a lot. Yeah, the Moonlight Man. So, you Uh, know, your point uh, in the novel, it's getting into some of that, you know, the old memories, the childhood memories. And that's where we left off with my Jessie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she... Is seeing in the corner of the room where she thinks she's seeing, which is just, like, the most terrifying part to mm-hmm. me is that she doesn't know if he's really there or not. Um, what appears to be a distant relative, taller Uncle Fester being a total creep. Yes. Um, so the Moonlight Man, they waste no time in the movie explaining, uh, who, like, that he walks right up to her opens his little carry-on bag full of jewelry and shit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this and I didn't really I didn't catch it in the movie at the beginning of the movie we see a scene with Gerald driving Jesse to the weekend getaway place right <clears throat> their, their other house right and when they're driving in the car a news radio report can be heard discussing the grave robber
0: and we'll oh. find out more about
1: him A.K.A. Yeah. the Moonlight Man yeah. and his latest crimes. I never caught that either. Yep, it's right at the beginning. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, I missed it. So Interesting. Missed it both times I watched the movie. Yeah. yeah. um, But yeah, that is one of the my favorite parts of the movie is her not knowing if he's really there or not. And she's talking to him and saying, yeah. like, help, I guess. I don't know if you're really there or not. So, and then she says, yeah. he's not here.
0: Yeah, well, so my part is almost identical, very similar. So they did keep this very strict to the book as well i feel Mm -hmm. like well vice versa you know what i mean so this is you know right after that dream in the book so this is jesse's first look at the man in the corner yeah okay and she convinced herself that he was not there um and she believes that he's too tall and too too tall and too what? Too tall and too thin. I put think by mistake. Too tall and too thin to be a real man. Mm. Uh, and it has to be the wind and the shadows causing her to see all this, right? Yeah. The, the movement and everything. Um, and then the figure, then the figure moves its head towards the dog barking. So in the book, the way it describes it is, you know, she's saying how she, I, there's no way, like I, I, I'm not seeing this. There's no way I'm seeing this. It has to be the shadows and the whatever. And then the dog barks off in the distance, and the head just kind of. Tilts and looks, and she's like, "Uh, okay." So, fucked up that Jesse asked to figure. Um, oh, okay. Hold on, rewind. So Jesse thinks it's fucked up that she has to ask, or how did? How? Why did I write it like this? fucked up that Jesse asks the figure to unlock the handcuffs and it just stands. Oh, I think it's fucked up. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? No, I think it's fucked up that at one point she asks the figure to unlock the handcuffs and it just stands there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I said the awful visitor, the invited guest. Uh, <laughs> nobody needs that. And then, of course, she can only focus on its long dangling hands that were longer than they should be. Mm-hmm. And then Per the book, exactly. This is how they describe him. So the visitor moves forward and can now be seen. Red rimmed, hideously sparkling eyes regarded her from deep eye sockets wrapped in wrinkles. Thin lips twitched upward in a dry grin, revealing discolored molars and jagged canines, which seems almost as long as the stray dog's fangs.
1: Oh, I like it. Gross. And I think then I dated
0: him. I, I definitely probably have. <laughs> um, so, and then just back to your case of jewelry. So, the way that they describe it in the book is the case is full of because he's holding it, and she mentions like she in her mind thinks that the case is kind of older, and she thinks it's maybe Gerald's, and then she realizes it's way older than Gerald's. Yeah. Um. And so the way they describe it in the book is that the case is full of bones and jewelry, finger bones and rings and teeth and bracelets and Olney and penance and a diamond big enough to choke a rhino. She saw these things and wanted them
1: to be a dream. Yes, wanted them to be. (laughs) But they ain't. Well, so whenever she's trying to figure out if he was real or not, she's talking to Gerald and he's talking to her about the Moonlight Man. And then Jesse says... Again, reiterating, he's not real anyway. And Gerald's like, well, then why'd the dog leave? So when you brought up the dog barking in the distance, I'm like, yeah, dude, that dog pieces. Yep. In the movie, too, when it, he's, yep. like, scared of the moonlight, man. It's super mm-hmm. – it, that, and that line made me – it just gave me chills. He's like, yep. well, then why'd the dog leave? I'm like, "Oh, Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was scared of fucking – Lurch from the Adams Family movies. So it's funny
0: because that is Lurch, and yeah. I was gonna say, and I forgot that he was like I remembered him in the movie, obviously, but I forgot for a second that it was Lurch. That's not the character that I'm thinking of, though. Oh no, which is hilarious. That's amazing. But yes, that is Lurch from from. I'm so excited he to is hear the most that. Perfect.
1: At, at this point in the movie, that's when we um, start to understand, and Jesse starts to look back at her grisly childhood memories. Whoa. Yeah. So. um the backstory comes up around the eclipse, very, and I you have to see this; it's so good, and I'm gonna reread it. Uh, Dolores Claiborne. So I'm listening, of course. Very Dolores Claiborne esque. Um, and during the first scene in the movie where it's hinted that there was something going on, it's really creepy. The um how the mom, Jesse's mom, sounds jealous of the relationship yes. between Jesse and her father. Yep. Um, and then we go into. What they call the swing scene in the movie, I think of it more like a glider. Again, hello, you know, Dolores Claiborne stuff um, and the uh, eclipse that all the terrible things went down during. Yes, yes. Um, I will say this, though, just for funsies. FYI, in Brazil, Stephen King's Dolores Claiborne novel and movie were named Eclipse and Total Eclipse. (laughs) Oh, Again, not of the heart. <laughs> not of the heart variety. Damn it. But it was just recently Valentine's Day, like you said, so I figured I'd bring it up. Oh, I love um, it. That's <laughs> it. Uh, or as I like to call it, Carbs Day. It was Carbs Day. <laughs> Ours um, was Cheesecake Day. <laughs> Red Velvet to be exact. Shut up. Was- I I have some info a little bit about the eclipse, but it's a little fun and science-y. Okay. Ah! I love science and I love... The universe. Going to try to mix it up a little bit So let's go. So uh, in the novel, the solar eclipse in question is the one on July 20th, 1963, whose path of totality crossed Maine. In the movie, it is presumably the one on uh, May 30th, 1984, whose path of totality crossed New Orleans. Now, I read Mm. that and that was really cool and all, but I didn't know what the fuck path of totality meant. So settle oh. in. Oh, come along with me. Okay, I'm ready. The track of the moon's shadow across Earth's surface is called the path of totality. This path is typically 16,000 kilometers. I did the math. 10,000 miles. <laughs> okay. It was just in parentheses. <laughs> it was in parentheticals. Feel <laughs> like I did it. I did it. It was me. <laughs> so this path is typically about 10,000 miles long, but only 100 miles or so wide. So in order to see the sun totally eclipsed by the moon, you must be in the path of totality. Okay. So you have to be, and so that was why I was saying uh, in Maine, right, was where um, in the novel the solar eclipse path of totality would have crossed. Okay. Um, So it's just kind of neat. Basically saying, I think in a nutshell, in the movie, um, they weren't in Maine. They, they would have seen it from New Orleans because okay. it, was a different, ec- yes. it was a different eclipse. Gotcha. It was more recent. I like that. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. And that was just according to some crazy URL beginning in HTTPS <laughs> <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash C-M-A-S-E dot U-A-R-K dot E-D-U. I love it. E D U is important. It's it was a, that part yeah. spoke to me. Yeah, uh, and then it had like eighty thousand more characters, including percentage signs and shit. So I didn't give <laughs> you the whole URL. And shit. So Google path of totality. What W T F? And you'll find what I found. <laughs> Jill said. <laughs> Again, the more you know. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. So then um Jessie had been dreaming about those things like you were describing too, you know, her flashbacks of the um eclipse. Right. And then she wakes up in the movie uh and the scene is fucking foul. There's like a bunch of little Jeff Goldblooms swarming around Gerald. He's getting all flyy. Oh, I was like, he's starting wait, to get I up. Was picturing, Gerald 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 Goldblum, and I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> There's little ones of him around. I'm like, I don't know. Why? Wait, why did I not see that? Little Polly Pocket Jeff Goldblum's everywhere? That sounds adorable. Um, So he, you know, Gerald's getting a little ripe. <laughs> That's the title of this one. <laughs> little Polly Pockets of Jeff Goldblum. Done. She's in pain because her body's cramping up yep. because of the lack of circulation. And she's, of course, too, I'm sure, starting to dehydrate already. Yep. Um, And then just it just jumps into... A little bit more dialogue be- between Jesse, Jesse, and Gerald, <laughs> JJG. It's like a mini- weird menage a trois with yourself. Very, yeah. Reminds me of the end of Austin <laughs> Powers whenever 2,
0: whenever there's two of so them. Long. He
1: went back to get his mojo, and then like oh, his clone right. comes, or Austin from 10 minutes from now comes back. Yeah. With, anyway, they both bang Heather Graham. Yeah. So. I thought you were going to say Loculaire. I almost, L- Locklear. I literally almost did. Yeah. So then while they're talking, she dives in again into some more um, horrible childhood memories. Right. I go into it into unfortunate detail. Sort of. She makes just some more Dolores Claiborne references mostly for me in this part. She says she has a dream where she sees from the bottom of a well a woman with red around her and she's wearing Mm. a red dress and that's straight out of Dolores Claiborne. Oh. Yeah. Okay. so just I didn't know that. Yeah. So where, where are you at then? I've just went oh, all no. over the place. The uh, path of totality
0: happened. I, I, well, I mean, I guess I just went into more detail. Not like, not detailed. Okay, so. Hmm. So we learned that Jesse had a good relationship with her dad overall, right? So we do learn that, like, at first, like, they're going to a ev- The day that the sun, you know, disappeared whatever the fuck it's called. Yes. The day that things went dark or whatever. So. Uh, the family's spending the weekend at the lake house for their summer vacation. So, Jesse, this is when Jesse's a little girl. hmm She has two older siblings. No, one younger sibling, one older sibling. It doesn't matter. She's pretty much, like, the... Kind of, like, the favorite, right? Yeah. So, same thing with, like, what you were saying in the, in the movie, that mom and dad complain about Jesse being the fave, and that she gets what she wants, and is always the favorite, and spoiled. Mom might be jealous of her own daughter, um, and then, um... You know, we learn that Jesse's eventually going to get her way. She doesn't want to go spend time with the family like they, you know, the mom wants everybody to go together. And somehow Jesse gets her way and is going to spend the day with just dad. Mm-hmm. And they're going to hang out at the house. And right. it's just going to be a clips and burgers for two for the next day. Right. Right. Ugh. So dad tells Jesse she looks beautiful at one point, which mm-hmm. I found disgusting. Um, and his name was Tom Mayhoot, which, by the way, in the movie, i'm pretty sure i'm correct and now i feel like i need to double check before i even speak these words um you've seen uh uh the the show the first season scary the girl with the neck why can't i think of the oh haunting of hill house that's the dad oh i never yep yep that's the dad um so anyways that's not important at this moment but i the second i saw that i was like holy shit that's that's that dad
1: he says she looks amazing in the movie and it gave me the creeps immediately i thought
0: it well well, it's gross so beautiful is gross enough when i'm
1: calling it
0: when i told you that listening to the book Uh, is grosser hearing a woman try to be a man when you're like reading it like in that way Mm. makes it even creepier for some reason because because Lindsay Klaus did such a great job of like oh, yeah. doing it. And like when she says it, she like makes her voice real deep. Like is a she man. an alto like me? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> ugh, she's all over the place. I don't know. She's all over the place. But um, so, yeah, it, you know, dad tells Jesse she looks beautiful. His name is Tom Mayhoot. Um, and Tom Mayhoot lets Jesse know, uh, lets Jesse look into the viewfinder while she sits on his lap. So this is where they're together. And just to kind of give a very quick, brief overview, I'm not going to go into those details. I'm not going to Stephen King it. But essentially, Jesse's sitting on his lap, and essentially, Tom gets aroused by this. Like, Dad gets aroused by his daughter sitting on his lap because he's gross and clearly has some issues. And Jesse asks Tom if if it's okay and asks, like, later, like, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And he tells her to not look around. Like, you just yeah. keep your eye on... Like, he makes them, like... Uh, he makes both of them specific viewfinders to be able to look at the eclipse so that, like, it doesn't burn out her retinas, which she finds really gross in the book. Yeah. So then Jesse clearly tells him she isn't sure about it. And then at one point, she feels like she's hurting him because she's sitting on him and he makes a sound. And he's really gross and awful. And then how her childlike mind thinks it's a goosing... Yeah. I thought was so innocent and sad. So, like, in her mind, this is, like, where, where like, her, her child, like voice comes in and even in that moment she thought because her brother used to goose her all the time so in her mind at that moment she thinks that dad's just goosing her and it's funny and she doesn't get it and it's just so sad and innocent um and then she thinks that she's it so later after everything happens and whatever essentially he touches her inappropriately is what really happens um but, uh, later he tells her to like go change and get a shower or whenever. And he comes back, you know, to, to go see how she's doing. And, she, you know, she starts crying and he's all upset, but like not that kind of upset. And then she thinks that she did something wrong and he tells her, uh, or no, excuse me. Later, Jesse asks if they have to tell her mother. Oh, I hate this part. I hate this part so much. It's so fucked up and so wrong. The whole thing's wrong. But later Jesse asks if they have to tell her mother about what happened And he almost threatens her into thinking that they have to, to then trick her into thinking that she shouldn't.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, so that's where I'm at as well. Just like, just when you think the horrific flashbacks are over in Jesseville and movie version. Right. They're uh, not. Her dad approaches her in her bedroom after the eclipse Mm -hmm. with a manipulation Mm -hmm. follow-up stop and chat. And it is pretty much the most horrendous thing. Because like you said, he's like, I think we have to tell her. And Jesse's terrified. Because there's been friction in the household lately, right. which he's not shy to bring up as well, yep. as like a, hey, just so you know, though, it's probably going to, this her is probably going to make things worse, but I think we have to. Right. And it's horrific. Yep. Um, and then, so, he said during, in the movie, during this whole thing, um, that he doesn't know what came over him, and that maybe it was the eclipse and I died, and I said to myself, "It's not fucking Mercury and retrograde, <laughs> motherfucker." <laughs> That's why you earlier you were like, "No,
0: To not cry out loud." Said that.
1: So, um, I have a little bit, I have a little bit of a pepperidge farm okay. in here about the the manipulation scene, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, just a little. It's like you'll. S- settle in. Just that settle. I'm settled. Settle in. Uh, so when Jesse's father is manipulating her into concealing his abuse, he suggests that they might tell her mother the truth and, quote, take their medicine, which is a euphemism for punishment also used by Mr. Jack Torrance in Stephen King's novel The Shining. Oh, shit. And to add to that, Henry Thomas, who uh, I think is the uh, uh, the dad in this movie – he goes on to play a ghostly version of Jack in Doctor Sleep, the oh, sequel to The Shining. Oh shit, you're right, mic drop. You're right, you're right, you're right. So just a little something to break up the horrificness. But I thought yeah. that was a fun little Pepperidge Farm It is a really horrific,
0: horrific scene. I hated listening to it, and I had to do it twice. Um, I also hated in the book. Um, I, it, not that I hated in the book, but I hated that it was just so perfect how steven did this how it was turning his problem into her problem yeah that's how he says you're gonna it. have to keep the secret forever yeah and then she of course is freaked out because like you said there's already friction and you yeah. know all that other stuff um and then uh in the book the unwanted guest just comes and back in and just jumps at her but it's just a dream
1: Oh, see, in mine, there's a jump scare. And it pisses me off and scared me both times I've seen this movie. So Jesse wakes up from that nightmare that yep. she was having like with all the the memories and stuff yep um and she wakes up to a scary ass creature licking her foot <gasps> that's right ew, ew, which it ew, then ew, ew. snaps out of that and it's the dog <sighs> the stray dog licking her foot and then it bites her yep so there's just more some some more uh hanging out with the ex-hubs <laughs> the dis- <laughs> the De- real yeah, ex yeah the real yeah, one yeah the like super ex-hubs yeah. um Gerald, at this point, has a way with pillow talk. He's, like, whispering sweet nothings to her. Yeah, that's right. Of what Jesse's body can expect of her autopsy. Mm. And he keeps saying over and over again that all the people that help, like, the coroner that comes and gets her, and then the people that are doing her autopsy are going to say that the lady died hard because of the way that the condition they're going to find her in. Oh, they do mention that in the book as well. And then he starts referring to the Moonlight Man as death. Just full of words of encouragement. Like if he hadn't been a lawyer, he had to have had a job or a side gig as a motivational speaker. But then (laughs) uh, (laughs) – So she has to visit then the past yet again. Yep. Because in the movie, her little girl version um, talks about – or rather guides her in the path to being able to decuff herself. So in the movie, you see a scene after the molestation stuff happened. And they're all at dinner the family. Yeah. And Jessie's sitting there holding a glass of milk and she has a moment and she crushes it. That's right. And it cuts her hand. Well, in the movie, Jessie thinks back to her childhood self and the the little girl's like, "Do you, I want you to remember this. And she's like, I've remembered enough. And she's like, no, this is going to get you somewhere. Yeah. Think hard about what something else you've repressed. So then she has this light bulb moment after she, you know, revisited her crush in a glass of leche. Yeah. <laughs> her fucking probably having pizza with it oh by the way shout out to spain (laughs) (laughs) i threw that in there on purpose (laughs) so she's like we see you ding 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 i'm gonna slice and dice myself to freedom right okay so i'm watching the movie and i'm like at this point there's like Mm. a super firm chance i'm gonna hurl watching this scene again this
0: scene was disgusting the book was i'm really bummed i'm so i'm so bummed anyways that i didn't get to that part that part because i Probably just would have described it for everybody that hasn't seen or read it.
1: Well, if you want to go back and do a little listening to the scene or the uh, episode I discussed my COVID test hospital visit during is when I was reading that part in the book and it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when the blood spurred from my arm. Mm. Just saying. It was like perfect, whatever. It was pretty much the best timing ever. So uh, it was almost harder to rewatch the scene where she, you know, first of all, in the book, I remember it, too, being, like, a super drawn-out process of figuring out how to smash the glass. Yes. So she's planning to smash the water glass. Yes. To – Off the – Off the shelf. Yes, 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 yes. And is hoping to grip a piece of it so that she can cut herself. Well, I was like, oh, she's just trying to get herself slippery. Yeah. I didn't know but I she was, was yeah. watching 127 hours
0: yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You know, it's funny. I bought it because I'm like, I want to watch this someday. I know it's good. I bought it. I've never seen it. Ah,
1: Well, maybe don't. Yeah. Unless you want to watch someone cut more stuff off themselves. So I will admit brutal forcing myself to rewatch that scene. Um, However, it's my favorite scene in the movie because it's just so. insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't. I mean, it has it has to. I mean, it is like, yeah.
1: The For noises sure. alone were punishment enough, though. Because it was, I, mm, yeah. it was so nasty. And I was uh, watching this around lunchtime. I had PTO on Monday. It was a Maze Balls. Yeah. And I was watching this movie around lunch, and I got super hungry like halfway through the movie. And bad I timing. Almost heated myself a heaping bowl of my sweet and sour eggplant right before the scene. And I'm like, oh, maybe wait. Yeah, maybe just wait a little let's bit. Just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Even Pause though it's great that. instant pot down home cooking style in Jillville, I like, need to wait. So. If that wasn't enough, so she cuts herself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She slips her hand out of, and I'm speaking easingly, like yes. it wasn't. Oh, it, uh, mm. She has to pull her hand through the cuff. I'm thinking of the book and I'm thinking of the movie at the same time.
0: And it's nasty. She peels herself. Oh, like a banana. <laughs> like an
1: onion. An onion. More like an onion. Jesse's got a lot of layers to her. So she pulls her hand through the fucking Ooh. cuff. Oh, I have the chills. All over. And it's so bad. And then um, she's – so she had psyched herself up, the Jesse, the other Jesse yeah. in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. She had said – I like, think Ruth is the, the main the, one. Yeah. That, like is you you have to do this. You got to get through this and you got to be fast. Do it you fast. You have to be really fast. You're dehydrated. You're yes. going to start bleeding out. You're going to – and you still have to get somewhere. Yeah. You don't even know how you're going to save yourself at the yep. end of the day. Yep. Same thing for the movie. So yep. she's like <laughs> gets up. She tries to get the bed to the cell phone. There's a cell phone that's dead anyway. Yeah. Um. And then she, uh, she does end up. Holy crap! How does she get out of that? Hmm? No, I'm like trying to think of how. How did she? Well, I know what happens in the book after this scene, like how she gets out of that. Yeah. How did she get so, uh, detached from the other? Um.
0: In, in the. Ooh. In the book, I think she potentially does break.
1: No, she doesn't break it. Oh my god! How did I miss this part? How does me, she get out in the book? Because for me right now, the next thing I the was... The other
0: key. She somehow grabs the other key. Does she pull the bed over? She, gets, she pushes she, the bed. She Yeah. She gets the key somehow. She like pushes and unlocks the bed from the Because she wall. still has one on the bad hand. Yeah. Or not on the bad hand. Never mind. That doesn't make sense. Never mind. Yeah. She gets the key somehow. Maybe she pulls the bed
1: by the bed post or something over. Yes. Because it's does. on the dresser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the movie, or, it's in the bedroom or in the bathroom on the sink. And in the book, maybe it's
0: on the dresser. Okay. Yep.
1: And so she, she does, pushes. yeah. So in the book, what I think I remember is she gets between – somehow she gets the bed moved enough from the wall that she gets behind the bed somehow and pushes with her back to the bed from the mm. wall. I think she uses her legs for it, but don't quote me. That's very possible. But – so when she does get her second hand free in the movie – um, she doesn't maxi pad it up by the way in the Oh movie.
0: yeah, she does maxi. I do remember she goes to the bathroom and she
1: maxi pads the <gasps> shit. Smart. And
0: they I think that he specifically mentions that they were very thick
1: in some way. Yeah, they, they know, were like, like the doctor's shoals of <sighs> always. <Yes. laughs> but
0: yeah, she maxi pads her arm in the book to get yeah. to, to stop the bleeding. Puts a front diaper on
1: her arm. <laughs> calls it a day. <laughs> well in the in the movie. So as if it wasn't already bad enough, she got out of the cuffs and then yep. she passes out on the floor. Yep. Wakes up finding the dog attacking her. Yep. He's literally biting the hand that fed him like a motherfucker. Again, I don't like him. Uh, and I then don't so, like him. Prince yeah, sucks. Bites too much. <laughs> and then uh, Jesse, at that point too, also got a sneak peek of Gerald's face looking a little different these days. So that's mm, when she sees yeah. how much damage the dog has done. Yep. You know, in his downtime. Yep. Down in his Alpo downtime. And out of nowhere, the dog um, dips from the scene despite all of the human to munch yes. on. You know what I mean? He's later, later daying it. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's because the moonlight man's back. So oh, the dog pieces. Oh, that's right. And it's because the he's standing there um looking all menacing and creepy looking. It's the only thing I've been on the dog's side about the whole movie, uh, and then Jesse <laughs> walks up to the Moonlight Man, gives her her gives him her giant wedding ring, yeah, and then gets the hell out of Dodge in her car. Time for some like one arm speed driving, and then
0: yeah, and the, she drives to a, a bar in the, um, she drives to a bar in the book. Hmm. I'm pretty sure she drives.
1: <laughs> she She's to like a bar. I need a strong drink. Well no like but I think it's
0: that, like that's like the first place that comes up and yeah. so, there's somebody there there's a police officer there or something that's like off duty or knows of a police officer I think in the book I'm pretty sure um and uh Forgive me because I didn't get to that part the second time around. And the first part, time that I listened to it, I was actually painting our railing outside, so I was <laughs> half listening. But I do remember just briefly that part. That I want to say that in the book, they get she gets to a bar and somehow they 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 maybe get help. But I know yours is yours is different, and I, I apologize. I, I hope that
1: that's not completely wrong. Well, no, she's she drives. Uh, she's driving and dozing, right? Yes. A big no-no, but given the issues she's had, I mean, yeah, I get it. Uh, she sees the moonlight man in the rearview mirror yes. sitting in her back seat, and then she crashes head-on into a tree, essentially saving her life by fucking the car up because she's yeah. on the horn, yep, um, or hits it, and people hear. Uh, yep. Obviously, um, her hit the tree, um, because she was fortunate enough to crash near a, a house, right? So right. people come out of the house, um. With flashlights to investigate, like what was that noise? Which is like never saw a horror movie. Don't ever do that. Yep, nope, I'd be nope. like, well, sorry. Well, sucks to sucks to suck. Everyone has a cell. Call nine one one, and I don't off, need to investigate. Get off my property. Okay, you heard my tree, <laughs> my grand, my grandma willow tree. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in that, so interesting little snippet. Also, our little Pepperidge Farm like earlier. Yeah. Um. Whenever she sees the people come out of the house she wrecked near, she starts laying on the horn on purpose and getting their attention. She gets out of the car. She collapses. Yes. But then she stands up and she does start walking toward them. Um, And she – or no, I'm sorry. She didn't collapse immediately. She gets out of the car, walks toward them. Yeah. She's wearing that – light-colored, nighty, silky, slinky thing. Mm-hmm. And she's covered with her own blood. And it's an homage to Stephen King's first hit, Carrie. Oh. Totally. What? Then she collapses. Yes. And is presumably saved by the strangers with flashlights. Yes. Um, And then the next thing you see for me is Jesse sits down and pens a letter with her hurdy hand. But I know the recipients of the letter are different than yes. what so you have.
0: in So in the book – what I do recall is that they, so I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was a bar. She somehow ends up at a bar. And then there's a, pl- the police officer is coming to mind because he ends up being somebody that like either befriends her then or she's always known him somehow through Gerald, some way, some mm. weird way. And then he helps her to safety. And um, at that point, Somehow, and that's like the one note that I have left, is how we learn who the the Moonlight Man is, who the unwanted visitor is. But before we get to that, she does write the letter, and mine mine goes super into detail, like a good chapter and a half i think about this this police officer and how she knows him in the court case and like how she's getting back up on her feet and there's a maid involved like in the new house that she's in and Mm -hmm. and the maid's trying to help her or housekeeper whatever you want to however you want to say it um but she does write a letter her letter goes to ruth Mm
2: -hmm.
0: her letter goes to ruth in the book and um i'm not sure if they really mention in the book that like ruth They don't, like, say, like, anything about Ruth getting it or, like, Mm -mm. or maybe, no. I think that she just writes it, like, this is what happened to me and, like, you were in my thoughts the whole time and, like, you were the one that was, like, coaching me on and, you know, I have a lot to thank because, like, she hasn't spoken to her in so many years. It's been, like, over 10 years or something since, like, past college. And that's the other thing I forgot to mention, too, that I thought was kind of cool is that at one point... Ruth does come back and say to her, like, in her in her thoughts, oh, yeah, you were so cool in school. Like, at one point, like, I wasn't good enough for you because you had to, you know, you said something about, like, Stephen King jokes about, like, once again, like, the good wife kind of thing. Like, mm. oh, you felt like you had to go do this, this, and this. And you had to be with this group of people. And Ruth, Ruth wasn't, you know, Ruth Neary was nobody now. Like, right. whatever. So they kind of have, like, a falling out, sort of. Like, after college, it sounds
1: like. Yeah. Um, but then we do learn about We learn about what's-his-face. And just to say, because I actually – kind I alluded to her talking to her childhood self a little earlier. She writes the letter to her childhood self in the movie. Right. So she didn't have those other characters. So, yeah. Right. She sits down and tells her whole – summarizes her whole little journey there. Yeah. With her Um, herdy hand, like you said. With the herdy hand and the quill. Yeah. She had a quill also. (laughs) But you don't remember that part, do you? She does have a quill? No.
0: (laughs) like it was jesus a, what year was those probably a bick <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> no judgment it's cool as long as it wasn't a late a bick for her like those pens <laughs> that oh, came jesus out that are purple Christ. and pink it's hilarious yeah um and so in the movie then over a scone and a cup of coffee she sees a picture of raymond yes the moonlight man in yep. the paper and then his backstory is revealed um and for me a succinct telling of his home's inventory of death jars of ears, jars of lips. Yeah, like, gross. Yeah, and gross. then s- she says um, during her discu- like uh, her d- 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 description of what she was reading about him mm-hmm. that uh, he suffers from a disorder called ecram me- huh, ecr- me- ecr- Nope. That's terrible. Something like that. Okay. Acromegaly, (laughs) which causes enlargement of the hands and feet as well as his forehead and chin. And that's why he's so tall. Mm -hmm. And then the actor who I mentioned earlier who played him, Carol Stricken, I believe is how you may say that, who portrays the Moonlight Man. Yes. uh, He actually does have that disorder. So the guy who plays Lurch in the Adams Family movies, and he was also, he had a small role, and I can't remember what it was, in Doctor Sleep. That's what I was going to say to oh, you, no and I way. did. That's okay, yeah. But that's ah. what I was going to say. He's Grandpa.
0: That's what they call him.
1: That's right. He's Grandpa. I totally forgot about I that. I won't say what
0: happens, but he's yeah. Grandpa. Oh. Yeah. So good. I was like, oh, I'll just wait until we, because we're going to cover that eventually,
1: because it's such a... Oh, it's it's So, ah! <laughs> so oh, um... You know the the end of Jesse's letter to her childhood self was yeah. talking about going to see Raymond at the courthouse the next day. Yes, um, and she does go, yes. to see him uh, when he was getting in trubs for all his, uh, yeah, everything that he's done. Woo! He's like a fiendish little, he's a little scallywag. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> <buddy>. <laughs> little grave Robin scallywag. And she walks in and. Things get all kinds of weird. Like, it was strange when she – it looked surreal. In the movie, I didn't believe that it was really happening, for sure. She does the same exact thing in the book, too. Yeah. She goes up – yeah. Does she say to – I don't remember in the – movie. like, I remember in the movie, she says to him – she gets his attention. She says, hey, and he turns around. Yeah. And he says to her something like, you are real. And almost like he didn't believe that she existed. And she says to him, you're so much smaller than I remembered. And then she dips. She turns I don't. Around and walks I want to
0: say it's something very similar in the in the book. She does say something to him, mm-hmm. and I just remember that they, you know, in the book they're very descriptive as to like as she's walking up the the um the officers that are around are getting closer and like watching her yeah. every move. Like what is she gonna do? Like this man's dangerous, and God knows what she's gonna do to him. Even who knows? So um yeah, they did a really good job. But I I just not that you haven't already. Uh, covered this, but my very and last only note that I had mm. was on good old Raymond yeah. on enotes.com. So Raymond Andrew Joubert, Joubert mm-hmm. is a persistent and terrifying visitor through this throughout this three-day ordeal. So this is like a three-day thing that happens, which we, they don't really say in the book like this happens for three days. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really know the extent, we just know that it keeps going, right? So when I read that, I was like, holy shit, it's three days that she fucking makes it through this. So, Though she initially does not believe that he is real, he motivates her to escape by any means possible. Later, she discovers that he is a necrophile as real as any sexually violent husband or incestuous father.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. So he's just as real as the rest of them. Well, and then at the end when she walks out of the courthouse, she totally slaps on some devil wears Prada sunglasses and then just walks off into the wild blue. She's like, this is it. I'm done. See you later. Walks right down the middle of the road. I'm like, rude. Rude. Get mad when people do that. Yep. So, yeah. You're going to get hit by a car. (laughs) Right. Deserved. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, dude. That was the movie, and I just told it so eloquently, and I didn't forget did. any parts, and I didn't mess up anything. I did a lot of those other things the opposite <laughs> way. I
0: forgot to finish reading it. So. <laughs> but it's a good thing that I've already read it, so at least I got most of I mean, I really didn't miss much at the end, if you think about it. I'm sure that I probably missed a shit ton of details, and I apologize
1: to everybody. But... I think some of my blood spurped on the pages that oh, are in your book. So that, oh, that's right. If that's you want right. to go back and look at my Rorschach test but that I left it in out. your chapter five. If I ever want to clone you, I know where to go.
0: <laughs> don't do it. I'm so wordy. I would want two gels. Are you, oh, killing it? Are you kidding me? Are you killing me? No, don't do that. <laughs> two um, Jessies
1: is enough. We don't need two Jills.
0: So I'm going to let you go first because I didn't do my reason for rating and I'm going to have to just do it off the cuff.
1: So, I really enjoy this movie. Yeah? I'm just going to throw it out there right at the beginning. It has nearly everything that I like in a suspenseful and at times gory movie, Mm -hmm. right? So, it's dialogue heavy, which I love, Mm -hmm. as you know. Uh, Creepy, just enough blood and guts, which I'll admit did make me levitate off my seat a few times, and again, glad I wasn't eating my eggplant uh really like this actress thought she cast away <laughs>
0: super well <laughs> yes
1: yeah, she true. held up the story being the yeah. only real person in the room which yeah. was amazing um i can also say and and not to impede um mm-hmm. but i can also say i really enjoyed the book and i'm glad that i can fully appreciate the story itself from seeing and hear you know reading mm-hmm. um both so like as far as again going back to the movie that was my jobby uh it's psychological intensity and darkness along with like Cringe-worthy visuals and suspenseful pauses and a couple little silly jump scares had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. And then not to mention um, just knowing Jesse's tale of woe will certainly make me think twice before contemplating turning on some kink in the boudoir. So,
0: <laughs> so. I love it.
1: Yeah. So what about you? So I really
0: liked the book a lot. <laughs> it's book report time. I liked listening to it. No. um, So I can't sit here and say that I enjoyed reading because I listened. But I enjoyed listening to it. I thought that, um, as always, he does such a good, fantastic, wonderful job of description. There's something – you've said it so many times, and I'm probably not even going to quote it right. But he's just – he has a way with words. Mm-hmm. So – to read the book and all the details that... I mean, They did a great job, and also not to impede on you, but, like, they did a great job, I feel like, trying to get most of what that story was into the movie mm-hmm. without missing anything that was super important. Um, the book obviously goes into more details that I wish so badly as to any of us that could be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the voices and learning more about Ruth and just, like, the little bits and pieces there. Mm-hmm. I think that it was a nice touch and a really weird twist that you want to think and believe that you know the the unwanted visitor's not real and then he's really actually real the whole time so every single thing that happened in this book you know it's not it's not it's it's real it's not disbelief like it's there yeah um definitely there were parts that gave me serious goosebumps serious chills um and i loved it
1: <laughs> so and i loved every goosebump i loved all the bumps <laughs> Sounds awful. Including the lumps on the moonlight man's chin and head, <laughs> forehead, his big hands. <laughs> his big feet. You don't
0: see that. <laughs> so so yeah. what's your score on the movie? I give it two
1: for gore. Yay! Yes. And I give the book two for gore. Really? Yeah. Yay. Oh, it was four awesome. For gore. It was awesome. Yeah. four for gore on all mediums of Gerald's game. Next time. Yeah, next time. So, talk to you then. No, yeah, we just don't say. <laughs> we're
0: just like, okay, you guys still have to guess. Um, so, Jill and I have made another decision. We've done this twice to you now, but you know, <laughs> sometimes we're making some it executives. Happens. We're making some executives. This is our podcast, so we have decided that we're actually going to bring a fresh meat to the table. Um, so, Jill, would you like to
1: tell us what the next uh, next movie that we're going to be watching is? Yes, I will. Hey. It's called The Little Things, yes. and it's just come out, um, obviously, thus the fresh meatage. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very fresh, kind of like very... the Kobe beef. <laughs> Don't remind me. I know. Wastrel. And, uh... Oh, and check out our social medias. Oh, yeah, sure. Sh- yeah. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, and we're on... <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. And And don't forget our email that Bobbert uses. Yes, the Bobbert.
0: Yeah, so yeah. listen, if Bobbert can use it, so can everybody else. Why don't the rest of you get on that? I'm just going to start getting in your faces the more you don't. I'm just going to start yelling at you. Also, I'm going to yell at you, but no, I'm just teasing. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to yell at you about anything. Um, But yeah, so use the email which is fourforgore at gmail.com f-o-u-r-f-o-r-g-o-r-e at com. there you go i did it I, I had to think um so yeah reach out to us shoot us some ideas shoot us some things that you want us to watch and follow us
1: on four for gore podcast on twitter and instagram i didn't say what they were like. oh yeah <laughs> four, four <laughs> podcast yeah i just told you they're out there and i didn't say where to find it that's okay so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
0: don't know what the voices are i need carbs that's it a- and and like subscribe share please 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 go on to apple podcasts if you so wish and give us even if anything a rating quick little click, quick little hey a little stop and chat thanks so it really does help us um and we appreciate it we love you and you know creep on
1: we will uh talk to you again soon yeah later.